That is one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff, from any Astros game. Casa Ole. It is Lima time time. We have a very special opening to this show. We will uh, get to our unsupportive financial sponsors uh, after a, a very special message from our own James Yasko. James, if you'd like to take it away. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the, the, sir, the floor, the floor is yours. Um, uh, it'll be 30, two minutes, and then I will have a 30-second uh, rebuttal. I might, I might need four. I might need four, maybe five. That was a bad debate joke. All right, um, the floor is yours, sir. You have a, grie- <laughs> you have, you have a grievance, that, yeah. uh, and you yeah, seem yeah. to be very riled up about, and I am just on pins and needles. I, I think I'm trying to get the live feed going so people can hear your rant. Um, so you're, so you're a little worked up. I'm yeah, I'm a little worked up You're because perturbed. I've been I've been called uh, and everything from euphemisms for for male genitalia and female genitalia uh, for thinking that the Astros deciding to extend the Nets today uh, is a good idea, and and I'm not I'm not at all happy about that, and I think it reflects a larger issue in society, uh, especially. Whoa, okay. Huh? No, okay, nothing. Go ahead. Uh, so so okay so so yeah the Astros announced that that basically there's going to be a net from from the, that's going to go from the part of the the park and I don't know what you call it but the that weird part of the park where where the in the outfield like the seats kind of wrap around a little bit and then jut straight back to the corner right all right so it's gonna it's gonna be basically if if you if if you had any chance of dying from a foul ball that the, the Astros eliminated that chance today and somehow that. That shows uh, once again the pacification of America. Pieces of shit. All right, so um, the the only way you're gonna get killed by a ball right now is if Jordan puts it through your chest like Bugs Bunny style, and I'm actually okay with That's that. That's well, that and is so, plausible. So it, it could happen, and honestly, if you buy seats in the outfield when Jordan's in the lineup, then you assume that risk. Uh, the, the the issue that I have is is with the fans that are actually. Like mad about this, and I, and I know yeah. that fans are mad about this because a, a, a crap ton of them have like crawled out of a sewer on Bissonette uh, to let me know that my opinion that 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 fans should should be safe. That are you there? Oh, I'm listening, buddy. I'm t- I'm, t- I'm dialed in. I'm tuned in. I'm ready for this. Huh? Go. Just do your speech. Do your diatribe. All right, it's 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 cutting out. All right, so uh, no, no, I I think I uh, I I don't think a four year old kid should be on anti seizure medication for the first time after going to her first I don't know if it was her first but but a, a, but a freaking baseball game and, and and these like mouth breathers they all have the same reasons and the same terrible opinions every single time when we talk about nets and so so let's start let let's start with reason number one this is reason number one. Why every freaking mouth breather thinks that the Nets are stupid, and and the reason number one is fans should be paying attention. 
And my response is, bitch, every single part of going to a baseball game is designed to entertain you. Yeah. And so they, they, how do they do that? They light up every single part of the ballpark. And there's text and there's score updates and there's images and there's lights and it all rotates. And so you can be watching a pitch and then, I don't know, see you, you see something shiny and you turn your head and before you have a chance to piss your goddamn pants, then, then you've got a baseball like to your temple. All right. So, so let's say, let's say that these, these perfect fans that think you should be paying attention to every pitch. The, the, obviously, they have the, the patience of a, of a Benedictine monk. The, they watch every single pitch. They're not on Twitter. Uh, they're not getting tagged on Facebook. They're, they're not getting notifications on Instagram. No one is texting them. They didn't just get an email. Uh, they certainly haven't had two or three $13 beers. Uh, or they're not eating a dollar hot dog before they realize that this is happening. All right, so let's, let's, let's look at this a little bit, little bit further. All right, let's say Jordan Alvarez is at the plate. All right, I looked this up. I did freaking math to get ready for this. Jordan Alvarez averages an exit velocity of 91.8 miles per hour. That means his little, uh, he hasn't, I don't think he's hit a little dribbler down the line, but that's home runs. That is, anytime he puts the bat to the ball, it is leaving the bat at almost 92 miles per hour. So let's say you're sitting up at the, you're sitting up the third baseline. Or you know, you're sitting up the first base. Let's say you're sitting up the first baseline because you want to watch Yuli do his thing. All right, and let's just say you're you're a little bit up and you're 150 feet from the plate. All right, so it's 90 feet to first, and then you're you're removed a little bit from uh, from first base. Again, I did the math. A Jordan Alvarez foul ball at his average exit velocity, not one he gets a hold of. All right, but but at 91.8 miles per hour is traveling 134 feet per second. Okay? So you're you're 130 to 150 feet away. You've got about a second to recognize not only is the ball coming right towards you, but you should also probably put the hand that's about to get shattered uh, up to protect yourself, your significant other, your kid, Maybe you're just a good person and, and you want to help. You just want to block the ball from hitting someone else who might not be paying attention. Yeah, you're Clint Eastwood. Uh, yeah, you're freaking Clint Eastwood. You, you, you are Marty McFly or Clint Eastwood, and you put a boilerplate under your serape, piece of crap, uh, and, and play those reaction time games and see what you can do when you are mildly distracted. And imagine that there's 40,000 people, lights blaring, you're enjoying yourself at a baseball game, and you are not watching like your goddamn rain man and, and just ready for the ball with your glove because what, you, you made JV ball uh, for Crosby uh, or Liberty Hill or, or freaking Goose Creek ISD, bullcrap. Freaking idiot! You're, you're name, a freaking name more idiot. schools. Name more schools. Just, just I just want to see where you. I just want to see where you're going with this. If I'm correct, just name a couple. Just two more. Manville. You're from Alvin. You're from. You're from. You're from somewhere where you had a chance, but of course you messed up your knee, uh, and that's why you're not Bay playing City, pro Bay ball. City High. Yeah, you're from. You're from uh, the wood. You're obviously from the Woodlands, or you're from Cy Fair, or or whatever. Um, reason number two. All right. Yeah. The, the reason that down. these chuds continue to rail against 
against the netting is because it's the parents' fault for taking them to a baseball game. Yeah, shitty we parents, bitch, yeah. We bitch every year, every single year. We talk about why do playoff games start so late? Kids aren't going to enjoy this game because they, they have to go to bed. It's freaking October, well, and if a game starts up, at 8 o'clock. Huh? Let, let your kids stay up, but that's another thing. Go on. Keep going. Well, yeah, you, maybe you should do that. But, but it, I mean, if you've got, young, if you've got someone, a kid is four or five, then they're not going to stay up until 10 o'clock and go to school and go to pre-K or kindergarten the next day. It's going to be brutal. So if you're, if you're complaining about the parents that are taking the, taking the kids to the game, then you pro- you're probably the one that's complaining that you can't get on freaking Magic Mountain at Disney World because there's so many damn kids in the line. Like, that's not... Of course, baseball is designed for everyone's enjoyment. But if you're blaming parents for for splurging one night, because it's not cheap to take not your family to a baseball to game. Ch- not even close. To, to it's that. not close. It's, like, you it's are, actually expensive. For a, lot of, for a lot of people, it's a once or twice a season kind of thing. And 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 I don't know. I'm the kind of parent that if, if I'm able to do that, I want my kid to enjoy it because she's going to talk about it for, for the entire summer. Like, how it was cool to see Springer, you know, that close. Yeah, the one at bat that the kid was able to pay attention to. I mean, honestly, I mean, those those people don't have any defenses for any for for anything. No, they don't. And the there's no the there's no rebuttal because they have there's no reasoning for everything you say. There's they, there's nothing that they can say back. But this none of that it makes any sense. Oh, I'm not done. Oh yeah, keep reason going. Yeah, sorry, three. sorry. I'm, yeah, I don't have you. Go ahead. It's the floor is yours, sir. Re- reason number three the is I don't like the netting. And it's either because I want to catch a foul ball or uh, how am I going to sell these 50 George Springer autographs on eBay if I can't get to George Springer? And this is where the societal issue and this is a freaking societal issue of a lack of empathy comes into play. It's the same people that don't vaccinate their kids. And if a measles outbreak happens, then, well, whatever. Or it's the same people that I don't give a crap about immigrant children because I'm not an immigrant child and they should have done this legally. It's I want easy access to hand cannons because and if someone else gets mowed down shopping for school supplies and screw them, they should have been packing. Miss me with 100 percent of that shit. And in order for the good guy with a gun to stop the bad guy with a gun, you have to have the lightning quick reflexes that you expect from the guy that can put his glove up and catch a Jordan Alvarez foul ball in less than a second. Yeah, nobody there can do that. Nobody. Nobody. And the anti-netters. The anti-netters. The anti-net. Yeah, that's a big organization I've heard about. They, they, they just want what they're used to, and they want what they like. And if you don't want that or like that, then screw you. They're big, freaking grown-ass nine-year-olds, and they can go straight to hell. So if, if the solution is, well, if you've got a kid, sit up in the 400s. All right, piss off. If, you're, if you are willing to risk actual brain damage to catch a foul ball, then use it up in the 400s and, and let those towering fly balls hit you and let the people that are trying to give their kid family fall off experience, the experience. Let your kid fall off the let, upper deck. That's how that's pushing it. Sorry, never mind. Go that's, ahead. <laughs> well, let the, I mean, just don't get blasted. And, and so uh, have you ever caught a foul ball at a game? I've caught a few, yeah. I, okay, so I've, had, I've been to a lot of baseball games. I have had my hand on one foul ball, and it was a, and, and it was a lazy tailing foul ball from Lance Bergman, and I I tracked it. I I even tried to kind of pull my hand back like I was catching like an egg in the egg toss, and and I could I couldn't come up with it, and it left a bruise on my hand for a week. It it, abso- right? it, it I, absolutely hurts. 
It hurts like hell. A, pop, a lazy pop-up hurts. It, it hurts for sure. I don't need to get hit in the face by a smoked foul ball to be of the opinion that, hey, if I let my eyes adjust to a net in front of me, it'll take maybe three minutes and then I'll never notice it again. And if, if that's what it takes for a freaking toddler to not get smoked in the face by a Jordan Alvarez foul ball, then then, then maybe I'm okay with that. Like I, I should do be have okay a daughter. That's the and, correct take. And th- that Cubs game where where the little girl got, got smoked, awful. Uh, I thought of how terrified I'd be if, if that happened to my kid. But I don't need that to happen to feel badly for the for the parents and for the little girl. It's happened enough. Like, People have died. That little girl fractured her skull. Got cool tight. She's still on anti-seizure medication. Like, you, and that I can't should remember not the, happen. the center fielder's name, but he was literally crying. He literally was. He crying because he thought he killed a kid and he couldn't even – I mean, it, I mean it, was, it was a terrible scene. So anybody who's against that can honestly fucking, like you said, go straight to uh, the real hell. There, There is a lot wrong with this world and with this society. And and the people who, who say like, no, thousands of more fans should not be protected because, A, I want to catch a foul ball. And what about my side gig selling autographs catch on eBay? Catch a foul ball is the that's – the, that's your thing. You're number one. You're a bozo. You're a fucking bozo. Go buy one. <laughs> it is a baseball – it is a very cool thing to catch one. But like that's not a thing to, to, to aim for. Go to go sit, think, go go to go to batting practice and, and sit in the bleachers and you'll and catch a couple for, straight up. You'll catch you'll catch it. Yeah. You have I mean, you have a ch- you have a chance. I, like and you're still gonna have pop ups that aren't gonna be line drives. But like and I'm gonna let you go back in your diatribe. But I, just a quick point. Like not even toddlers aside. My my brother has seats uh, uh in the like between uh the Crawford boxes and uh and on the third base side and they're on the field second row and they're facing they're at a they're at a diagonal towards the infield like it's a very weird yeah. angle but it's uncomfortable to sit there because you can't relax as an adult you know like like it's it's just i so you can't really have as much fun because you might die so it's it's just it's absolutely stupid so go, go back go back to yelling at no, society no m- most i mean it's it, it, if you if you can't again it, you will not know when you and i got to sit diamond club all right, and yeah, there's okay. a really thick net uh, in b- between the actual playing field and and the diamond club. Yeah, and it it took it took me maybe maybe five minutes to get used to it, but it, it also meant that I didn't get smoked. Like the, the if you are like ah, I'm a, uh, it ruins my view, then what? Then you watch it on TV. Yeah, yeah, bitch. yeah. Watch it on your TV, you idiot. Yeah, exactly. So congrats. I mean, kudos to the and, and honestly, what the Astros did today by announcing that they're extending the nets it could be 20 percent about fan safety and it could be 80 percent about not getting sued by fans when other teams are extending the nets and i don't care you are protecting the people that are coming to your games and you you are you are essentially ensuring the safety of what tens of thousands of people like how do you knock a team for that because in 1860 like freaking and eighteen ninety, Cap Anson could hit a ball twenty two miles an hour, and they caught it on the fly because it was made of actual freaking rags that were held together by by tape. Yeah, everybody like, had their everybody you. had. <laughs> screw wait, screw your fake sense of nostalgia, your lifelong desire to catch a foul ball, and think of someone else for once in your wretched goddamn life. Yeah, for, absolutely, and and just like and you mentioned the Diamond Club, but. The thing about that netting is it's ba- it is barely visible. It impedes nothing but the ball from killing somebody. 
it does That's it does it. not affect and it's not I understand for maybe somebody who's I, not, I don't even understand but it's maybe somebody who hadn't been to the stadium and is thinking knitting all around that's like I mean just they're thinking like it's the a cage around a football field or just they're thinking <laughs> something that doesn't make sense but you get there you there's some angles that when you're you sit high enough you can't even I mean it's it's sheer you can't see it so I, no, I you just can't. I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's you know. Let's keep things that. Yeah, it's it's the people that want to to live in the olden days, and that and that's and that's code for a bunch of different things. <laughs> keep things. I'm, keep. I'm just, I want I'm, my ball I'm field the same. It. I mean, we're already as a as a white man. We're all. I'm already the uh, the enemy. I'm already under attack. So the my one joy in life is <laughs> kept trying to catch a foul ball at the expense of my two children who are both criminal delinquents. <laughs> but I mean, that's all I want to do is catch a ball, and then it'll probably end up in my garage somewhere. I'm, I'm I, and I, I'm, I'm basically trans by society's definition. I, it's freaking I'm tra- stupid. I'm trans, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's fucking. I mean, just but arguing like, and I dealt with some of the same stuff with the Berkman stuff. It was just, it's just, and like, and I don't, I, I well don't want to. Well done, by the way. Well done on that. That was, that was extremely entertaining, and and I thought it was, it was, it was I thought, I thought it was spot on. Man, I was getting, I, I mean, I was just getting, and I don't want to get in it because I don't want to harp on it. Like I have, because I told you I have some grievances with just Berkman as a, as a commentator. But it's, just, it was just like people were arguing me with about stuff that I didn't. I was like, what do you, what is your point? Like I didn't understand what their point was. Yeah. And like, I mean, it was just, and like, I'm a, no. I'm a believer in a higher power. I, I, I'm a man of faith. Like, so they were attacking, like I was attacking, like I was anti-Christian. Like, I mean, it was just like, they jumped, like they just jumped the gun. Like show, like show me where he said it. I was like, okay, here, here you go. Here's a direct quote from him saying he's, I mean, like, yeah. and then, then saying that, that, then they're saying that I was misquoting him and it was a stretch. I mean, it was just whatever. Like it became not worth it. Like, fine, go to, go to your, go to the church of Berkman. We live in a society. We live in a society where where the, there is a group of people that have felt like like they were dominant for so long, and the minute that gets challenged, it's like it's like you're trying to stab them in the ribs but with they, a, with a prison shank. That's, and they, there's just an unwillingness to there's a there's a, a complete unwillingness to to think of of someone other than themselves. And that, and that's the, I mean and I, I did not really mean this to turn political. Yeah, this or is, it's in, Lima time time. Way, we're now but, we're now it's not it's not Lima the person. It is Lima Peru. We're talking South Amer- American <laughs> politics. We're talking guerrilla <laughs> warfare. We're talking communism, and we're talking anti-Christian, anti-white. We're talking we're we're a couple of big pussy ass liberals just come running around. <laughs> I, that that's uh, I think the irony of all, uh, all the people that thought they were dominant for so long are the, the at the least likely to be dominant in anything, except maybe a clan <laughs> ra- maybe, except maybe a clan rally, and they probably aren't even eloquent enough to lead that. Yeah, I'll just stand in the back I, and, and, and put my put my arm out straight when they when they tell me to. I don't really I'm not really much not much of a speaker. I'll just stand here and yell white power when they tell me to. I don't I don't really want to lead the meeting. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so, but, so no, but, Reed, but so you, Reed Ryan, Reed Ryan, you, you may just be trying to avoid a lawsuit. I don't think from from I've never met Reed Ryan. From what I understand about him, I don't think this is true. But even if this was just like don't get sued motivated, that's being a business. It's, that's being a business where people right are call. around thousands, right millions, millions of people 
are in that stadium. So yeah, it's it's negligent to not do it, in my opinion. And it's it's as what's well, not it's a safety issue. So it's not the same thing as the retractable roof. But it, it's it, as it, to me, it's the same thing. Like if you aren't putting the nets all the way around to protect your fans, then you are against your fans. What are you fucking doing? Like it's you, you, en- I mean, en- enough of the games. Saving... You've seen the data. You've seen people get. If one person almost gets hit, that's enough. The fact that there's a chance. So I don't. I yeah. I'm, I'm completely with you. It's the it's the same thing as 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 car as car manufacturers deciding to put a seatbelt in. I mean that's the same thing. Like you're you're just adding a level of protection. Now if if some yeah some Yahoo in in section four fifty nine, which I don't even know exists. Four sixty nine. For <laughs> section four twenty sixty nine, mm. gets gets a ball ricochets off one of the beams in the roof and it takes a weird bounce and it drills them in the head, then honestly, that's just your time. Yeah, you're just destined to have a knot on your head for a couple of weeks. But there's, maybe there's, have a I mean, there's Crawford box caroms. There's a bunch of places where that's, I mean, that's a thing that's possible. People, yeah, I mean, hitting off hands and, or, you know, hitting off, carrying them off the, you know, the club level and coming back down into the field. I mean, so that's all, you can't eliminate that. They need to have and a section want, and I don't of, want like, to, but they like, need to sell a thrill seeker package. They need to sell like, hey, this is the best chance you have to get absolutely smoked. You got to sit by this seat. You got to sit in front of the plate, Indian style, <laughs> one Jordan's up, like right in, like right if where the you, grass, no, right where the grass starts, and just take your chances. See what happens. See what happens. Re- this was not. This was not. I did not say this. Someone tweeted at, at me, and I, I, I apologize, but I cannot remember who. But they were like, if you are anti-net. Then you should just let Jordan like take BP with you. I don't know, uh, 150 feet away, and and just see what happens. And and with a glove and full you. gear, it's still you're not safe. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. It's not even. It's like they don't know the point they're arguing against. They just know that they're under attack for some reason, and it's like some sort of weird subconscious like deflection because there's liberal like, bias because you didn't live and it's which and it has nothing to do with anything. It's just being being safe and practical. It's not the pussy. It's not, being safe is not the pussification of America. Like, I mean, that is absolutely ridiculous. No, it's called you advance as a society and you learn from previous mistakes. And just because it was always a certain way, I mean, we can we can talk about many instances where they, that just wasn't right. You know, like enslaving people and stuff. You just kind of grow. <laughs> you kind of grow and you learn from stuff. They realize, so yeah, that, you're right. That worked in, in the early 1900s when you had shoeless Joe Jackson without shoes on and people were running around and everybody had their their newsboy caps made of the best wool on earth to catch their, to catch the galloping balls as they run around the bases. So, I mean, it's just, it's just really <laughs> ridiculous. And so all the points you said, they didn't say anything. So the parent... Is bad if they do, if they are not watching their kid every second and protecting. I mean, I I mean, guess to a point watching, that's just common sense. Kid, if I'm there, with, uh, I'm there with my my children, um, and then granted they're a little bit older now, but like I'm absolutely a parent. Like you just by default you protect you protect your people um, as best you can. But like so like but like to call that like that's negligent if your kid gets hit. Like if somebody is if I saw and read a tweet and I was the the parent of that that little girl that got hit, I would seek out everybody who wrote a tweet about that and and it wouldn't be great no i would because I would that's just saying jail. that's like saying fuck you that's they're pretty and they were doing it that night uh uh-huh. I, I hope she's okay that being said like i mean just like are you motherfuckers serious yeah but anyway so yeah i mean yeah I, yeah I, I don't know they're also the same people that are like 
oh, the NFL, you, you, we don't, they're eliminating the brain damage, but it's ruining my, I like the, <laughs> I like the big hits. Sure, CTE is ruining every player that plays the game, but I want to see people get lit up over the middle. I mean, it's like, so you can, so you can, you, I mean, you can come when a guy gets paralyzed, not looking, get hit by. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll bring come into this. I don't care. So like, yeah, it's just a different just, kind. Like Biggio can only come when he breaks up a double play. These people can only come if somebody if somebody's saying the n word, or or if yeah if there's yeah if there was somebody they're just with their witnessing a, con- they're a witnessing carnage. Spicy Sean Hannity graphic. It's the literal movie uh, idiocracy. Yeah, where they're just, fucking. They're I, drinking their Mountain Dews and they're yelling at liberals and they're yeah they're jerking off to fucking Tucker Carlson. <laughs> talking about God knows what. I don't. It's not even political. I don't even care. I'm, it's I, I, it's not supposed to be political. I don't. I know. It's what are we doing? Baseball, what, what, I don't even. I don't even want to release this, but we have to. We no. We're going to because I I I spent all day sitting in meetings, like getting ready for this. I'm very excited. You did a great job preparing. Uh, it was great, and you, I I can't wait for you to listen back to it because you had some absolute gems. It's gonna it's <laughs> it's gonna be it's 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 definitely a. Uh, People are gonna, people are gonna love it. Ever since the uh, the Garrett Cole rant at the live show, like I yeah, felt I, more, that, that, I felt more emboldened. That did terrify me. I was just like, I am not, <laughs> I was not ready for this, and uh, it was already a mutiny with the people there. So yes. I was just like, now you're a loose cannon. I was like, I, this is not good. <laughs> All right. Okay. So yeah. So yeah. I'm not, so, okay, I'm not okay. I'm not over it. It's the that that was a little bit cathartic, but but not enough. So let's. Well, no, because like, you can't like, but you oh, can't oh, rationalize. With, uh, you can't rationalize with like ignorance and stupidity, like that's and that's what's so frustrating is that you can't, like you just can't have a dis- you can't have a normal discussion. Like there were some people that were, that I wasn't thrilled with their response to some of the Berkman stuff that I had a normal respectful discourse with and like that's i mean that's just being a person and that's how it should yeah. be but like there and just some people were i mean it was just uh, so that i don't know that's well gr- you can't you can't convince someone that they have to care about other people and that they that the basic, basic someone human, else's basic safety, human maybe empathy? they're willing to it's the the net is a minor inconvenience maybe you put up with a minor inconvenience if it if it keeps someone from getting seriously hurt if you can't convince someone to put up with a minor inconvenience in order to save somebody else, then then what is there? What point is there to have that conversation? At what point do you just say, you know what? Like I hope I hope you drown. Like I hope you. I hope some tidal wave. I hope the red tide comes to Galveston. And whoa, just whoa! You up. We don't, can we not wish the red tide comes? But I mean, well, it's just, just for them. But it's, if you it, just it was, it's a very it's a horror movie. Red tide. Like it only gets the the, the one guy. And I don't want to. Uh, and some people that we love. Um, are going to get looped into this, but it's important to to note for it's it's half a joke. But how come all the terrible people in their bios say Christ follower, <laughs> husband, and then they name a couple of beers that their teams, and then a couple of beers they like, and then they quote Anchorman or something. It's <laughs> I mean it's like clockwork, and then they have like twenty seven followers. I I got lit up by a guy with zero followers the other day. I was like he's just on there to yell. He's just on there to he's yelling at himself. <laughs> He's yelling in an echo chamber, but I mean, just to, and just to close up the this thirty-minute-long 
political, anti-Republican, anti-making America, anti-gun. Like it's like nothing. Like, uh, we're people are gonna say that, which is gonna be hilarious, and I can't wait. It's, I, don't, I don't care. I, I'm, I'm tired of being quiet about this. I'm tired of of not of, but of just, not voicing an opinion because I'm afraid of what some douche with 12 followers with 97,000 tweets is gonna say to me. Uh, screw that. No, oh no, for no. Su- no, for sure. It's just it's just. But like, if you're logical about it. So, I mean, it's the same thing as saying, like, I I can't see all the mountain, so p- remove that guardrail for when I'm driving in Denver because I can't see all the beautiful scenery. And it, <laughs> Drive straight off the cliff, you fucking ignorant piece of shit. Drive, drive off it. I hope you drive off. I hope you hold your, your secret gay lover's hand because you're a closeted homosexual and drive off like fucking Thelma and Louise and fucking the car explodes. <laughs> fucking ignorant Bozos. Okay, uh, baseball's pretty tight. The Astros is pretty good. Uh, hey, our sponsors are great. I'm sure Bravado Spice you know what? love getting looped into this. I'll, I'll say something at the end. Uh, I, I will do. I'll do. I'll do, <laughs> I'll do it at the end so we can separate from that. I don't want to. I don't want to loop them. And even though I'm pretty sure that they would agree with most of, with, with most of that, but I, I'm not. Totally gonna... so. I, I've got a question for you. It's a hot question. It's, it's not. Mo- it's not politically. Or it, it's, it may be emotionally charged, but it's not politically charged at all. But I've got an Astros question. Okay. Who wins the AL Cy Young, Verlander or Cole? Garrett Cole. I I, I agree with that. Uh, and I don't think I mean yeah he's just been too he's just been too dominant I and that's I. But I mean I think uh, I mean I think Jeff said that if it's not I mean if it's not Verlander it's Cole or vice versa. Basically I mean that's what it comes down to I mean that, that's what it is. I mean, if Justin Verlander won it and he's, he's he keeps pitching how he is, I mean, that, I mean, what are you gonna? I don't know. But Cole, I think Cole's just been too. He's been too dominant. Uh, he had some control issues there for a second. I mean, a brief second. It was a brief second, but, but that's yes. the only reason he's given up. He has any ERA as it is. I mean, I know he'll give up a couple of solo home runs here and there, but he, people aren't hitting him. I don't even know. I'd love to see how many total hits he's given up because he, he doesn't get hit. I, I, for more than five hits or so in an outing. I mean, he doesn't. People don't square him up. You don't. You can't hit. You can't dink and dot, dink and dunk Garrett Cole unless it's just a lucky, a lucky thing. I, yeah, I know. No, he's unless, been just too. Are, he's incredible. Unless you are planning, you are already planning to swing in a certain spot in the strike zone, and it just happens that that you put your bat where the ball is when it crosses. Like, like no. Yeah, like that Charlie Blackman swing on the, the one he almost hit the home run off of was incredible. It was 101 in, low and inside fastball that he absolutely yipped, and it was just he missed by inches. But, yeah, it happens. That's how yeah, – I mean, yeah. that's Verlander's yeah. whole career was like he'll give up a million – who give up a million solo home runs. That's the game I, we I, play. If we're trying to drive in – I mean, yeah, you eliminate the eliminate people on base, which is what they're doing, and, uh, yeah, who cares? I, I I think that the the craziest thing about Verlander's season is that he is about to give up the most home runs he has ever given. If he hasn't already, and I don't have I turn the I, I my computer's on on airplane mode so that the connection would stay good. Um, he's in. I mean, he's in. I mean, he gets he gives up a bunch of Crawford cheapies, and that's just the way it is. I mean, we hit a bunch of those. But, but his his ERA is as low as as it has ever been. He's pitching and, as good as he ever has. Be, and it's because that you know if you if you get him you get him but it's not no it's not going to happen with someone on base like you're going to get blown away right i mean i can i think there's maybe two starts that i remember at, in verlander's time here on the astros where he he just got touched up and it still wasn't as bad as it could have been but it was just like 
two you know two hits or beating the shift and then a, a three run homer. But I mean, it's he's he doesn't get lit up. Garrett Cole there was, Garrett Cole had some control issues, but as soon as he got I, there was some there was some mechanical issue that he was dealing with the the first part of the season, and as soon as he got his confidence back and he started throwing by the high velocity again and, and with confidence, like he's Garrett Cole is heads and shoulders or whatever the whatever the cliche the phrase is about <laughs> head and shoulders knees and toes is that what I'm saying I don't know remove the nets no, you, remove if, the nets add Garrett, fire add add sharks and lava to the outfield we want to make this game more fun and lasers there that's a uh, there's a since the computer that I normally use to watch the Astros has crapped out I'm I've been listening to every game uh, and there's a co-commercial that's super annoying. That that's what that I took way too long to explain that. I should yeah, have let it go. Actually, I would like you to go into more detail about this commercial. <laughs> no, it's 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 a Coke Zero or a Coke Free or Pepsi Free. It's a co-commercial, but it's talking about how the taste. It's a co-commercial for, for Pepsi. Listen to yourself, James. Come on. It's a, <laughs> it's a co-commercial, but it, it's about how you don't need lasers. And and there's a guy that comes on. About every ten seconds, and just yells and lasers, and oh, it's super God. annoying. Oh yeah, where they where they they know they're on radio, so they try to be vivid with their with their words. Yeah, no, they're Orson Welles all of a sudden because oh, they're you know two college dudes in their dorm at freaking it, Colgate. Yeah, Col- that, you can cut your <laughs> Colgate. Yes. <That's> <laughs> cut, I was gonna it. say Coke can just cut their ad budget as it is. We know who you are. Pepsi's never gonna catch you. Nobody else is as good. We like sh- like we don't. What do you? Why do you do this? How do you not just buy like like a million two second ads that just say, "Hey, have a coke"? Yeah, just, and, yeah. And my, most people are like, oh, "We're here, cold." Idea. Yeah, yeah. Just or just like, yeah, just that's it. Just yeah, Coca Cola. We're here, tight. I don't. Yeah. So they they spend a ton. I can't remember what point I was about to say. Uh, uh, we're talking about Garrett it, Cole and but how Grady has been. I mean, I I think the Garrett Cole. The the thing that stands out to me is how he. He's thrown. He's so confident. At least right now, and obviously he's just dialed in. But he's thrown. He's thrown his fastball in in just weird places, and you know, and <laughs> bu- buckling hitters, and it's just like just you know, 97, 98 miles an hour. Just and they're just like they don't. It's like their knees don't even buckle. They're just like uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like didn't even have time to process it. And he's making just people look foolish. And I, I mean, I I think it was a was it. Yeah, it was it was Link Calhoun that was saying, yeah, there's bet the over strikeouts Garrett, every Garrett Cole, every single one. It was seven and a half is the start before last. Of course he got it. It was nine and a half this past one. Of course he surpassed it. it. So yeah, I mean, I, I mean it's pretty soon it's gonna come up there. But I, I yeah, I don't know. He's I think Garrett Cole is there's a the money's got to work out and Jim Crane's got to open the checkbook and stuff. But I, I think the with the the scouting, the with Stromy, you hate when people say that, so I said it. Um, <laughs> the analytics, what the, the the as in depth and the nerd shit that the Astros go. I mean, they they reshaped. They made Garrett Cole like he's like he's super into that stuff. He's possibly gonna win a World Series. Hopefully, he does. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they worked out some uh, maybe a, a two year to or something short term where it comes up with the same time the other two guys do and say hey let's let's try to win a few of these and like stay here and then, then go get you're gonna get he's gonna get paid no matter what i don't know it just depends i, I, I think he's one of those guys that it, that he, it's it's important to where he's at and uh how he feels and 
I, I mean, he's going to be rich, but does he take – I don't think he takes $900 million to go pitch for the Angels. I don't you – know, I, I wouldn't blame him if he did. I No, I wouldn't blame him. Um, I, I think that I, the Astros don't typically do this. I mean, they front-loaded Scott Feldman's contract. They front-loaded Yuli Gurriel's contract. I could see them make if I mean if if they're sold excuse me if they're sold on you know Cole's progression as a major leaguer after this year. What, what do you mean if, you if know, they're could they, sold? Could they get into could they get into deferred money? Yeah, where we'll give you you know and and just try to kind of space it out and extend that window to maybe twenty twenty four twenty twenty five. That would and I think that they and I think they can. I think they can, and I think they might be more willing to do that. What with letting Corbin Martin go, uh, you know, with in the in the Greeky trade, and yeah, I mean, who knows what the I mean, it's it's it, it was more fun to to be a blogger for the Astros when like Ed Wade was in charge when something would happen. You'd be like, wait, this doesn't make sense, and here's why. And, and now we've talked about this before. Where now you're like, well, I mean, let's. <laughs> They signed Wade Miley. Let, let's see how this works out. They got Aaron Sanchez. He has a six-plus ERA. Uh, they'll probably make some kind of move or do something well, with that one pitch wasn't, sequencing. That one wasn't as – I mean, the Wade Miley one was – I mean, I think – well, we're – like to brag about our, our baseball acumen. We – I mean, we said that he's – I mean, it's not what – doesn't take a baseball IQ to look at why – Wade Miley's a good pitcher and has been. But he was – he, he, he was exactly always, the though. same as Dallas Keuchel for no. I mean, it was the same thing. I mean, it was like, yeah, he's going to do the same thing. And yeah, that's no, no slight. To, that's guy. no You're slight right. to Dallas. But I mean, the numbers were the numbers were pretty similar. Style of pitching is pretty similar. Uh, I mean, down to the down to yeah, down to the percentage of ground balls, eighty percent ground ball rate, um, and a fraction of the cost. I mean, but Sanchez has. Elect absolute electric stuff, and there's. I mean, I, I don't. I think we all when when that deal went down, we were all everybody was stoked for Granky, but it was like, well, that's gonna be the that's gonna be end up being the the move because he's gonna turn into a, the Astros are gonna in, turn into, into a super pitcher. Yeah, no, and a guy like Sanchez is he's gonna have his he's gonna have his struggle starts as he bucks you know what he thought he should be doing over the last you know two and a half years. Since he won the ALERA title, yeah, well, he, and, he definitely start. But he, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, but I, but I think there's a there's a point where Aaron Sanchez realizes like this this season up until Saturday was not fun at all. I'm getting rocked. This Rock, team that's, I mean, he had that's, rocked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, and this team that is highly regarded for how they fix pitchers actually traded for me, and and I'll <laughs> I want to revisit that trade here in a second. Um, but you know, and they have some advice. Okay. I'll listen to that advice. And, and now he threw six, no hit innings with six strikeouts. Like, I mean, I think, and, I and, then, yeah, and, and it was clear when he, he started, he threw his worst pitch less and his more effective pitch more. And that's, what's so funny about this. And it's like, I, I, I don't like all of the, I like reading all of the, uh, the write-ups and the, uh, the inside info about what the Astros are doing. And I know they're not giving away, I mean, they're not giving away the tricks, but I still don't like anything getting out there. But basically they're just like, it's all common sense, which is, it just, it's like, what the fuck is everybody else doing? And I don't want to be I like, think, and I don't want to be a typical like new money Astros, like we're smarter than everybody else. But like, 
Like, why isn't somebody else seeing that? Like, yeah, this is terrible if you just do this. I know they have a philosophy, and they, they don't like two-seamers. They like, I mean, for guys with high velocity, they like throwing up in the zone. They like changing the plane, um, yep. changing the eye level, which is which is crucial. But a, a lot of it is just like, yeah, you people are hitting this off you on this pitch. It's not good. Stop throwing it. But he came in in his first start, and, and there was that great article about all the like the first meeting when the pitcher signed, about how they the elaborate like math and like pie charts and like algorithm stuff, and like they're just like here we want you to do this, and uh, he just came in and it's like yeah uh, okay, and then it, I know the no hitters, you know something that's not going to happen all the time, but it was like he immediately was effective, and it was just a just a a tweak in, in, in what pitches he threw. And uh, it's only going to get better. Uh, hopefully it's going to get better. And he – it's I don't know, man. It's fun time to be an Astros fan, I, uh, unless you're listening to Lance Berkman call a game. <laughs> I mean, consider you're – maybe you're a pitcher that's been struggling, but you're about to free – you're about to be a free agent. And, you know, you, you hear that, hey, maybe the Astros are interested. I mean, and you think back and all Justin Verlander does is rave about, you know – uh, the, the data the Astros provided and, and you look at Garrett Cole and you look at Aaron Sanchez and you look at Ryan Presley and, and Ryan Presley is another really big one that turned from a very good stuff to elite and, I, and that's what they can do to anybody with with A plus stuff that, and that's kind of why and I don't want to go back to this because people are going to go start groaning but that's why I was uh, Trevor Bauer just because he has he has some top end stuff and like I just would have liked to see some like that, those are the kind of pitchers that are going to come here and become elite, you know the guys with a high end fast. I mean the high end fastball and the you know big breaking ball, because there's guys that can't that you know the the Josh James all around the league that throw 101, maybe don't have command, uh, just little stuff that you know that just maybe for whatever reason it hadn't hadn't put it all together yet. Um, yeah, I, I mean so it makes it makes the possibilities endless, and it takes all the pressure off of not take the pressure off of guys like. Whitley, but now the, with the guys kind of wavering, and, and he's starting to come around. And I'm not, I'm not off Forrest Whitley or anything, but like now, like it's not, it's not as crucial. And not, well, not, I mean, not yeah. to say, not to say it's not important. Like he, he's, he is expected to come up, and I think they already expected him to be up. Truth be told, but that's neither here nor there. Or at least, or, it, or at least, right. or at least pushing, at least pushing it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. I it it makes them able to not only develop guys and draft certain guys that maybe other people aren't looking at, but then it also it's you know it's it's free agency too. It's it's fuck man, I don't know. I mean, the, the uh, they'll fact probably is win ten straight World Series as far as I'm concerned at this point. <laughs> for for the foreseeable future, and, and it, it can change, but it's not going to change for a while because that's not how baseball works. But but basically, thanks to the development uh, of Dallas Keuchel and thanks to the development of Lance McCullers, um, you know, it was it was Keuchel that that told Verlander like, "Come here," and Verlander did. That changed the culture. The culture of the Astros isn't. It's not. You know, there were there were years where being on the Astros was basically like being on an open tryout for a major league team. It was what it was. That, and, and it was, and and you don't have that anymore because they've they've taken they've taken, I mean, guys with Will Harris, you know, for for example, Colin McHugh. I mean, Colin McHugh won 19 games 
not long ago. I mean, and he was getting lit, and he was getting lit up. It was I don't know if he was with it was the Colorado or the Mets last before he came here, but he was getting absolutely the, touched up. I think it was up. the Mets. It was Colorado. The, I think the it Mets was the, the I think it was the Mets before that. Yeah, I mean, it was just, and he's another guy. I mean, high spin rate, good breaking stuff, and yeah, he can't. He was, he was one of our front end starters in 2015. Yeah, no, I mean, number he is, two was he, he the is number a good two? Pitcher, which makes me wonder what what in the hell is happening now. But but I don't I don't wish I mean I I I think Colin McHugh's a great guy. His, he is. His wife is freaking awesome. Uh, legitimately hilarious. I've tried, she never never responds when I casually talk about getting her on the pod. That would be a killer <laughs> episode. It'd be one. It'd be absolutely amazing. I hope maybe we can get the, some of the listeners to don't harass her. But just kind of like casually, casually drop because she she's legitimately funny. Like not just like oh it's a baseball, funny, yes. it's 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 cute the things she says. Like legitimately hilarious. One of my favorite follows, honestly. It's constant, like it's as consistent of a uh, of a Twitter follow. She's like she's like the Chrissy Teigen of uh, of Astros Twitter, not That's even Astros perfect. Twitter, but That's she's exactly like, what she is. Yes, and Chrissy Teigen's a, a great follow too. But it's like she's it's just every tweet's something that's either interesting. Um, yeah, she's just great. I would love to, uh, I'd love to get her on, but she's just like, what we need to do is a a dual podcast where, where Colin McHugh and, and his wife, Ashley, like, like record us interviewing them. And we, it's a dual, it's a joint. And also we'll get, we'll get Burke, we'll get Berkman, we'll get all, all the guys, we'll get Berkman and Springer, you know, get (laughs) Jake will actually come on for that one. I almost, I almost texted him again the other day, but I'm. Because I have his phone number because we're best friends. Because you're cool, yeah. Um, I have Lance's phone number, but I've never I've did. never texted or called him. He did. He. Uh, I mean, Bregman did say he would do it. So, like, I don't – he's so busy and they're they're so good. I don't even care if he big times us. I really don't. Yeah, whatever. I'll get hey, – yeah, getting big times fine. Uh, Anything else? Uh, yeah, I, just I want to light up Lance Bregman really quick. Um, All right, go for it. I, I don't care about it, what he thinks about any kind of people that doesn't care. I don't care about that. I don't care about his his religious beliefs. I don't care about his political party. Um, I care about how he talks in the booth. As as somebody who is pretty verbose, um, I I he was the worst. And I, I wasn't the only one to say this, but it, it was like he was. Well, number one, it was like he was clearly trying to get get a, a coaching job somewhere like he was just like unnecessary and i and, and i it shows how great blummer is at, yes. at uh seamlessly working in uh the t- the technical stuff and the uh the, the inside baseball you know the swing stuff the just the the, the stuff that the only those guys know um, but also the anecdotes, yeah. Right, right. But it, it's just, and he weaves in and out. Berkman was just—he was almost a hater. Um, <laughs> like there, it would just be like like Jordan would hit a home run, and he would just be—he'd instantly just go in and be like, "Well, you know what would happen uh, if the uh, the pitcher had thrown that on the other side of the plate, a different pitch there, it might not have been easy." That it was just like he was lighting up. He was not only giving a scouting report to other teams, not that they didn't have it. But he was just like be, kind of being a hater. Is like, oh, th- that was a. Uh, I, I was just. I'm trying to think. He said something that just really just irked me. And it was just unnecessary. And he's terrible. And th- that was it. And it was just a. That was a, that that duel. And I don't hate Eschenfelder as much as some other people do. But I I did in that instance. 
So like, my my MLB TV feed cuts off before the post game. How is how is Brian Bogusevic in the uh, in the studio pre and post game? He's uh, he's fine. I, I fine. I, I I don't know. He's he's fine. I, that's all. I I mean, he's sitting next to fucking the, the biggest idiot on earth. <laughs> so he's like trying to, and he's and he's new, and he's new. So he's kind. I think he's just trying like. He's kind of like Bagwell was, but like Bagwell's gotten incredibly much better. Uh, being he is comfortable, extremely entertaining. Yeah, being comfortable talking. He, he was, was he year. was he was unlistenable in my opinion before when he first <laughs> when he first started, and he was just he was just very uncomfortable speaking. And uh, he's gotten a, a lot better, but uh, fucking man, I, yeah, Stanton's terrible. Stanton's absolutely terrible, and so I think Bogusevic is just kind of new, and he's just kind of stays in his lane. Uh, you know, not a big personality or anything, but I mean, he's he's fine. He, he's, at, he's at fine is 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 all I have. And also, Brendan Becky was the beach criminal was out. <laughs> yeah. And he's looking a little. It looks like he's eating some oysters on the on the pier, and he's fucking riding his dune buggy around, stealing fucking <laughs> stealing sandcastle toys from kids trying to play on the beach. Fucking drink, drinking his. He drinks like some like weird form, like a Takati fucking Takati lime or just something that's just a little bit off. It's still kind of a beach beer, but it's just a little bit off. And it, <laughs> it's like a Michelada, but he adds some yeah, garlic to driving it. Driving around with a, like a, a hoodie, but the sleeves are cut off, and it, obviously it says three. It says three eleven on it because he loves them. Just fucking jamming three eleven in a sleeveless hoodie and his dune buggy. <laughs> fucking riding around and like just trying to and piss his hood up when he sees like a, a cop because he's not allowed to be on the he's clearly not allowed to be on the beach he's got his puffy face just riding around and sometimes he will wear his own jersey out there just to be bad but yeah fucking Brandon Backy just riding around Galveston tearing it up shout out to shout, God, out, to, shout, God out, to the, shout out to the beach crook man just out there just living in that fucking that abandoned putt putt golf place magic island or whatever that was yeah, just living in. Yeah, he was li- like bouncing from, from from squalor house to squalor house for a while. But yeah, he's got his own lair. He lives in he lives in like the windmill on the seventh the seventh green. His dune buggy's all right, like parked in the back, ready to go and fucking do crimes with his other friends that only have bicycles. And they and they, and they just ride up and down the seawall, just looking for trouble, St- stealing stuff out of tourist cars and fucking sneaking into the San Louis. Brandon Backy Beach Crook. That's all. That's all I got. Astros are the best team in baseball. Hopefully, they win the World Series. I, I mean, that's all I got. And, and Lance Berkman is a bigot. <laughs>